Hello there. Thanks for stopping by. I am so glad you're here. So, your host here, Contessa, of It's Me podcast. Lucifer, angel of light, father of lies, the morning star, he was called while in heaven. Envy was created out of him. Such enviness that it caused such a destruction in heaven. Envy caused Lucifer to come up against God. He was so... See, envy and jealous is two different things. And we'll get into that later. But envy is what spewed out of Lucifer. It spewed out so wildly that it affected a third of the angels in heaven. Let me put that in perspective for you. We all know God has a massive, massive army, legions army of angels. And a third of them decided to join Lucifer in the fall. They fell out of heaven, cushioned and held up by sin, envy, jealousy and everything else. The third of them was going to get together to create, to destroy us on earth. Earth that who would dare worship this God. Joseph's brothers envied him so badly they threw him in the well. Cain and Abel, enviness, murder. Hmm. So today, I want to speak. And, and this is a little bit hard. It'll be a little bit hard for, for everybody. It, it really is. You see, sometimes the person that you will take a bullet for is the one holding the gun. Let's battle. You see, envy twists and it just, the energy is so destructive. You can feel it when it enters into a room. You see, envy is so dangerous, it corrodes the carrier and almost destroy the receiver. And it's usually... You see, nobody can hurt you more than the ones you love. We're all in agreement with that, aren't we? It's, if it was somebody, a stranger or somebody, just a work association, somebody you're associated with and and, and you see, they're so envious of you, actually. Some of them's actually turned green. But you just say, all right, that's your problem. You know, and and the jealousy, all right, that's your problem. And we always love to say, well, you don't know what I went through to get what I've got. 
So stop being jealous unless you're going to walk in my shoes. And you know, all that is just cliches because we're dealing with something more dangerous here. Something that will get into your heart and literally pull it out. When a loved one attacks you, and and that's the only, I have meditated and I've tried to find a word, I've tried to find a sin, I've tried to find a plan, if you will, of, of, of Satan and what package he will use to carry such a deadly, deadly sin. And envy gets the award. You see, some of you will recognize this. You, When you get hit with the loved one, with, with, with venomous words, venomous words for a moment you're having an out of body experience the, the pain is so I, I'm going to use the word loud because it's screaming in your ears what have I done to deserve this what have I done to experience such pain from somebody that you love so much. And, and it's like the doctors coming in to prep you with the nurses to get you ready to go into surgery. And somehow or other, You're supposed to be under. You're not supposed to feel any pain in this surgery. But yet you're in a state right now at this moment of pain that you're screaming out. The anesthesia is not working. It's not working. Stop right now. You're cutting into me and I'm not put under yet. I, I have not gone under. So your body is saying to you, to your ears, right now at this moment, I am not under the protection of the blood and I need to be under the protection of the blood because envy, venom that was just spewed inside of me and I'm looking at this loved one not only does this person have a machine gun in their hands, they've also got an axe ready to rip you open. And the only crime you've committed is loving them. May it be a man, woman, or child. The only crime you've committed is loving them with everything you've got. And yes, you will take a bullet for them. And now here they are with the weapon to destroy you in their hand. Why do I say destroy you? Because Satan's plan right now is to take you from you. 
is to let you forget the blood of Jesus. Let anger come in. Hey. Because now we're in the energy. <laughs> He's getting ready to battle. Huh? Envy versus anger. Envy versus rage. The love of a family member attacking you. And now rage and anger is coming in and saying, oh, come on. Now they're talking to your old self. The one that in a hot second before you would have snatched that person by its neck and slammed it on the wall and say, say that again. But now you are trying to live on the Romans 12 and 12. You're trying to live on to love those that hurt you. But, but don't get it twisted, love. None of us is perfect. For a moment there in time, time has stood still. Do you hear me? This is what happens. Time stands still. And your trust in the word of God have taken the first flight out of your driveway. Do you hear me? Trust jumped on that airplane and took off. Because you're not trusting in nothing right now. Now, remember, we're in a still moment and all of this is happening in a few seconds. And that is when will and choices comes in. Because you are so blinded, you don't even see that loved one anymore as a loved one. All you're seeing is your enemy in front of you. One that's come at the noontime at OK Corral to try and bring you and your anointing down. And all at the same time, the angels are saying, protect your anointing. Protect your anointing. Satan has come to destroy you. Protect your anointing. This person is just a messenger. Protect your anointing. Ah, you don't want to hear that right now, all right? All you want to do is be human and rageful and angry. And that tongue of yours, baby, venom is dripping from it right now. And you're ready to let that thing have it. And all in that time, <laughs> your out-of-body experience and you're looking at yourself in surgery and they're cutting you open and you're screaming, stop, stop, stop right now. I can feel the pain. They're trying to do a heart transplant. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. I'm, I'm just breathing right now because some of you are having flashbacks of, of, of your pain. And, and I don't really mean to do that. But at the end of the day, this is for me as well. And for lots of other people. Because the Bible says, get angry and sin not. So this is what I am here to serve you with, as one might say, and the messenger to serve the paper, the opposite side of this situation. Be angry and sin not. He knows we're human. 
Even Jesus turned the tables over. Even Jesus got angry. And for a moment in time, he had to catch himself. And then the first thing these venomous people love to say to you, oh, some Christian you are getting angry and raging. Some Christian you are. And those words right there, come on, Christians, you know it. They make you more angry again, right? Because it's like, really, you're going there with me? You really want to go there? And then, of course, fireworks have started. And all because somebody you loved turned around to be the one that's holding the gun. That's good news. Now, we're in a stillness, all right? We're still there. All right. Take a good look at that gun. Take a good look at that situation. Take a good look of how many ways it can go. Look at Lucifer for what he really is. If he did not send his weapon, his assassin, to your heart, then you would carry on the good works that God's called you to do. You see, this assassin that's come to pull your heart out don't realize it's being used by Lucifer because you, listen to me right carefully. If you don't listen to anything else I'm saying right now, listen to me right carefully. The assassin has come because you, man, woman, or child, is a threat to Lucifer. Nothing else. You're a threat to him. Lucifer fears a praying woman, a praying man, a praying mother, a praying father, a praying brother, a praying sister, a praying grandmother. Ah! If there's ever a set of people that makes him tremble and fear and makes him to go back to the drawing map of, his, of who he's going to assassinate is prayer warriors. And that's what he sees you at. So right now, he's betting that you will <laughs> not notice after your, your, your anger and, and, and pain, in your pain, he's betting that you will not notice that the person that he has sent holding this, this, this energy. It's really, there is no bullets in that gun. It's only going to get loaded through your moment of rage and anger because now 
They don't even have to do nothing. You've turned the gun to yourself now. And now self-destruction have set in because nobody or nothing can say nothing to you. Envy. Poor Joseph. He loved his brothers. He loved them so much. But they envied. What was their envy? That their father loved him more because he gave him a coat of many colours. Yeah, it it's it is it it is praying time, isn't it? Because you're wound right now, Father, Holy Spirit. I thank you right now for this moment in time. I thank you for the legions of ministering angels that are being dispatched to the hearts of those that are hurting so much from loved ones. Oh, Father, please. I'm even having a problem right now finding the right words to petition to you. So all I can say to you right now, we're hurting they're hurting and I'm hearing the word is there a bomb in Gilead is there such anointment to rub on my heart is there such a prayer that can come through this podcast and touch somebody is there such an anointing And that's what the enemy is betting on. But I know by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you that went to Calvary, you that bled and died for us, eh, hallelujah, hallelujah, you whose blood hemorrhaged ah, for such a time as this. You, Father God, it's me, it's me. It's us, oh Lord, standing in the need of deliverance. Standing in the need. Standing in the need of my mind being regulated. Standing in the need to have this anger, rage expelled from me. Oh Lord, let me have the strength to stand by Romans 12 and 12. To love those who spitefully hurt you. Those aren't the exact words, but give us all the strength to always Look upon Romans 12 and 12 because Romans 12 and 12 promises us that if we can live by it, we can then be overcomers. 
We can overcome the pain. We can overcome the situation. Because that's the only way we're going to be able to overcome this thing. Call painful love. Painful love. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening. And all these blessings we ask in Jesus' holy, precious name. Amen. And if somebody's here right now and, and, and you're hurting, but you don't understand this, this language of anointing and, and salvation, just say, Lord, here I am a sinner forgive me for my sins I want to be saved love just ask him to come into your heart and he will and, and, and find a church start off watching one on television if, if, you, if you can't find one let somebody know you just accepted Jesus Christ as your personal saviour and you're saved and now what and you need a good bible teaching church So till next time, thank you for listening. But most of all, I would ask you to be obedient, love one another, and be obedient to the word of God. Go to Romans 12 and 12. See you later then. So here I was sitting on the couch. Oh, right. So, yes, part two. No more burnt spaghetti. Um, thanks for popping back in. So here I was sitting on the couch and, and the flames coming in and, and of the anointing and, 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 and the battle. When I tell you that was a battle came in and I thought, oh, what's happening here? And all of a sudden I heard just so clearly the Holy Spirit, an angel, whoever came to deliver the message, say to me it's okay it's okay you can start the podcast now I've paved the way for you uh, start the podcast uh, all right then so right here and now I, I need you to, to start the podcast I don't know what I'm doing Lord and I just heard I am your producer so ladies and gentlemen out there um all of this was done by me, just the leading of the Holy Spirit. And, and that's why sometimes some of you can pull it apart and say, oh, you know, this don't sound right and there's muffling and there's this and there's that. Well, I can't be anybody else but me. I need to be authentic. I can't do all this fancy editing stuff. I don't want to, actually. I want to be raw. I want you to feel what I'm feeling at that moment because the anointing of God is on me. He has come to set the captives free. All right? So anyway, so, he, and I'm like, podcasts? So yes, so familiar spirit came and, and everything else come on it to stop me because 
now I, I see why I, I, we've got such response that I needed that message at that moment. I needed to hear that at that moment. You don't know how God blessed me at that moment. So let's continue the battle, shall we? It's better to marry than it is to burn. Now, like I said, there's different kind of burns and there's also different kind of marriages. There is a common saying in um, corporate America or corporate world that, oh, these companies have emerged and marriage has taken place with them. You have decided to go into a business marriage with a friend and, and you've put your life savings and everything in it because you thought it was the right thing to do. You heard somebody says, oh yeah, that'll be a right good marriage between you two. Trust that person. Real good marriage. And now you're echoing these words. I got married and yet I still got burned. Your partner burnt you, burnt you, stole all your ideas, ran off with your money. Heck, might even run off with your wife or husband, but totally got you in a despair state. But let me tell you something, my friend. What I've learned on this journey called life is God always has a reason for something. I, I really don't believe that this God Jehovah is that cruel that he will just allow burn after burn after burn to happen to us and we don't learn nothing from our healing. So sometimes again, the enemy of my enemy is me. So be careful, real careful and and. and Go through every I's and dots and T's and whatever is that how they say it. Before you sign any paperwork going emerging in, into a marriage with, with somebody. You see, I could have easily have said, oh, um, I need somebody to partner with me with this podcast. And and God says, no, I am your partner. I, I, I am. So sometimes you need to go into a marriage with Godship. You've got to go into the marriage with God. You've got to take that step. You've got to tell that devil your failure is nothing more than yesterday's rubbish to be thrown out. Your failure is nothing more than yesterday's rubbish to be thrown out. And if you look real good, my love, the, 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 the rubbish truck is coming Put it out on the sidewalk. They're going to come and pick it up. And then some fragments of your failure, God would allow to still be hanging around because these are the fragments he's going to use for you to learn by your mistakes. These are the fragments he's going to leave around so you can dissect that thing, if one might say, and say, oh, right. I see what happened. I put too much trust in this person stirring my wealth. Hallelujah. Did you hear? Understand that? The same way I let somebody stir my source, 
Don't let nobody stir your wealth. Don't be stirred in the wrong direction, sir or madam. Make sure the stirring is of God. Do you remember the story? There's a story in the Bible where it says that the, the, the pool of Bessemia, I believe it's called, there would an angel would come and, and it would stir the water and there'd be people crippled limbs there just laying there waiting to get into the water because if they got into the water, they would be healed. So here you are right now sitting by that pond of failure and, and you feel broken. And then here is God saying, do you want to be healed? And you're saying, but I have nobody to take me to the water. I am a cripple. He said, I did not say that. He said, do you want to be healed? Are you hearing me, corporate America? Are you hearing me, woman of God? Are you hearing what I'm saying? He is saying, do you want your situation to be healed? Do you want want him to come in and heal that thing for you but you first have to get into that water what is the water to trust him and let him be the stirrer let him do the stirrer I'm telling you the water is being stirred your wealth is being stirred your healing is being stirred do you hear what I am saying your marriage is being stirred oh Don't trust anybody with the stirring of your wealth. And wealth comes in so many ways. Do you want to be healed? The angel, I believe probably is the same angel that came to Joshua, the commander of God's army. Do you want to be healed? I really needed the stirring to come in my direction. I needed God to, to, to stir. You see, when the pool is stirring, listen to me, listen to me right, God. Oh, Holy Spirit, hallelujah. When the stirring is happening, he's pulling in to the water the ingredients that you need to be successful. The ingredients that you need to say, here I am, world, I'm back at it. And no devil in hell is going to stop me because my waters have been stirred. Do you want to be healed? So familiar spirits of, of, of past is, is there. It's, it's almost like, the, you, you know, the Christmas spirit of past with, with Ebenezer. Well, you, you know what I'm talking about. And, and, and those spirits come and, and remind him of his failure, remind him how no good, nothing that he is. So I'm not quite sure what your situation is. And I really don't care because at this moment now, the only thing that matters is God's telling me to tell you, hey, he has come and he's on the scene. And if you trust him, you see, some of you have let trust disappear out of your life. You, you don't feel like you can trust the situation anymore. You, you, you can't even trust. It's not that you don't trust God. It's that you don't trust your own ears. It's that you're not trusting if that's what you're hearing it really is. And you know, we all go through that because there's a lot of times that we've said, whoa, did I miss God on this one? And, and you understand what I'm saying? 
So I, I, I understand that. But if we keep doubting all the time, let me tell you what happens. You see, look at the word trust here. Yeah, I'm a little bit funny that way with words. Look at the word trust. That T, I look at it because if you look at a T, it also could be a cross if you put the line in the right place. And if you remove that T, you remove the cross out of your situation. You remove the cross out of trust. What do you have? You have nothing but rust. And let me tell you something, your ideas will be rusted. You'll be like a rusted old car falling apart. Your anointing is going to be rusted. Do you hear me? Everything you lay your hands on is going to be rusted if you don't trust in God. Actually, you know what I'm talking about because it's actually happening already to you. And you still didn't understand what was going on. But I bet you do right now, don't you? You better grab that cross right back. Grab the cross. Put that T back into trust. Oh, go ahead, take a deep breath. You can see it now, can't you? Because you've complained to your friends. It seems like every time I take one foot, one step forward, I'm going two steps back. Oh, it is rust. It doesn't matter every time I go and put in for this loan, I get denied. Oh, it is rust. Nobody wants to take a chance on me. Oops, it is rust. Let me tell you something. A lot of us com people are complaining. Oh, but nobody like me. You know, I, I, no, nobody likes me. I, I can't get anybody to like me. Well, listen to me, love. Here's a bike. Get on it and ride to those who do like you. Because trust me, there is people there waiting for you to like you. Because the doors that we depend on and, and, and we think. Okay, for example, it's like being on, on the Facebook or, or the Instagram or the TikTok. You know, all, all, all those places. And, and, and you see some rubbish on there. And all suddenly it's got, you know, hundreds of likes. And you've put something solid on there. And, and, and you've got three likes. It's, it's rather comical. Because these are your friends are on there and everything else. And, and they've gone and like other people's stuff. It does not matter it does not matter because their likes mean nothing get on that bike and ride to those that god have waiting for you actually it's their last it's their last because god's got a whole neighborhood waiting on you and it's not that i'm saying oh go, go find new people to like your stuff no 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 don't get it wrong. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying God has people waiting on you to help you in your situation. And guess what, my love? As soon as you become um, um, successful, you can end that story. You know what happened, right? Exactly. They come out of the woodworks. Nah, go ahead and win the lottery and see what happens. They come out of the woodworks. All right, then, look, I'm getting carried away again. Again, of course, forgive me. But at the end of the day, you get the picture about rust, right? So uh, how do you deal with rust? How do I deal with my rusty self? Well, first of all, you need to get into the word of God. Because right there, he is waiting to make you rust-proof. He's, he's waiting with the coating of trust. Hey! And he's also got something else waiting on you. And, and, and I was so grateful. 
so grateful for when that came into my life when it the light bulb came on of hope i could not really understand what hope was you know it's like oh i hope this would work and i hope this and i hope that hope is a powerful thing but it's so diluted if we don't understand what it means and when i went into the word of god and i saw hope hope is the anchor to my soul Woo! hope is the anchor to our soul we become hopeless when we've detached ourselves from the chain and the anchor so here we are floating around in the ocean because we're not grounded we're not anchored and hope has taken flight God needs to know can you trust him can you trust him with his hope you can do anything because it's the anchor of your soul but now listen to me your soul has to belong to God all right because this this hope that he's talking about is is just not for everybody it's is for those who have who have searched for it who have said it's me oh lord it's me oh lord standing in the need of hope it's me oh lord forgive me for doubting you lord it's me oh lord that got our rusty lord and i not only do i need to roll in that water lord i need to be just driven down all the way down with it Hold me in that water, Lord, till I come into my senses. God wants to stir your wealth. He wants to stir your healing. He wants to stir your understanding. Ah, do you want to be healed? Do you want to be healed? I I I hope you understand. The seriousness of that crippled man that was there for years and years and years. And, and it wasn't the angel that approached him. It was Jesus himself. Everybody else said the angel came. And when the angel came, they went into the water and they got healed. But Jesus says he had a need. He says to his apostles, I need to go to the pool. They said, but for what? You see, Jesus had a need when he has a need. Oh hallelujah. He hears your cry. He sees your situation. So right now he said he has a need to go by your zip code. Eh? He has to make everything still for a moment. And dispatch help coming to you. is the same need that he he had when he says I must go to Samaria. I must go there's a woman at a well waiting on me. A woman at a well that I need to tell her about herself. You see I understand the woman at the well while well, she's got one marriage ahead of me. But and I'm not making light of this. But at the end of the day he says he had a need. 
he had a need to come by my zip code and say, it's time for the podcast. It's the same thing he's saying to you right now. That idea, go get in your office, get in your drawer, get wherever that you've put the plans away at. You know, re-enter, go find it. Look and see what, what, what. What God is saying to you, look at those plans real well. Do you see anything that can be changed? Is there anybody that has so much power over your wealth? Is there anybody that's got so much power over (laughs) your anointing? And, and, and who can that person be? Well, I believe, ladies and gentlemen, it's you. I believe some of you are so rusty right now because something called unforgiveness is eating you up. You're, you're angry like I was with Paul. It's better to marry than it is to burn. You see, it's it's not going to work that way, my love. You can't serve two masters. It says you will love one and hate the other one, right? Right. So, some of you right now, <laughs> you're in the mountain. You're in the mountain right now, and I'm not talking about the mountaintop. You're in the crest of that mountain and you've gone in hiding you've taken your marbles and you don't want to play no more you don't want to play this oh i'm gonna be successful anything well it's not a game love success comes with a price and unforgiveness is too much too much of a chance of you being bankrupt so success cannot entertain your unforgiveness right now So, yep, there's going to be a part three. 20 minutes is up. Avida Zane, see you in a minute. Do you want to be healed? Do you want your situation to be healed? Do do not... Play with God. He has taken time out right now to stir things up for you. The atmosphere is being stirred. He's bringing in all the connections and and, and everything that is needed to make you successful. He's stirring it up. And while he's stirring it up with one hand, he's got another hand stretched out to those demons and tell them you cannot come across this atmosphere. You are banned from here. You are banned from their situation right now, Satan, because I've come to take over. Enough is enough. No more burning here. Let me tell you a little story about the mountain. God says you shall not die in the mountain. Imagine, if you will, this orchard and and it's got apple trees and and orange trees and and the the, the pickers have been sent 
to pick only the apples and the oranges that are on that side of the wall. See, on, on, on the right side of the wall, only oranges are to be picked. And on the left side of the wall, only apples are to be picked. So one day, for some reason or other, an apple's limb went to the wrong side of the wall, wrong place, wrong time. So it never got picked. So it just stayed on the tree until it rotted because nobody took notice of it. Everybody kept on ejecting it, rejecting it. It was just like, you know, the bad apple, as one might say. And and yeah, it wasn't. It, it was a lovely, shiny, beautiful apple. But these pickers was being obedient to their master. And they were told, do not pick anything that I tell you not to pick on this side of the wall. So they were being obedient. Every now and then, God has to give orders that, that, that will ignore our flight. And we're wondering and we're hearing those devils screaming at us. Where is your God? Where is your God? You've been left out here by yourself. You're stuck on that tree getting ready to fall. Where? is your God. He has no mercy on you. He's told the pickers not to pick you. Where is your God? And the apple had no words and it fell on the ground and then life happened to it and and people just kept on walking over it and walking over it and walking over it and just walking over it until it was totally, totally all destroyed and mushed up. But you see, God's got a, a, a real strange way of, of doing things sometimes. His way is not our way. Because if you look real carefully in all that mush, if you look real carefully, there is a seed that is still hanging around. You see, God says just the faith of a mustard seed and he can do so much for you. And God had to show us an example of what that seed could do. Well, me anyway. And then a bird came and, and it picked the seed up because it looked at the situation and said, you don't belong in this dirt. You don't belong in this dirt. Because this dirt comes with familiar spirit. This dirt comes with those that's walked all over you and saw you and did not pick you up and helped you. This dirt comes with the bashing that you've got from a hand of a man or a woman. This dirt comes with being kicked in your stomach. This dirt comes with just everybody trying to destroy you and no compassion for you. No! bird took the dirt and dropped it in probably a, a piece of dirt that's probably two or three inches on the side of a mountain and you don't know what's going on except you know the altitude is different something feels different and you can't breathe and life is being sucked out of your dreams and your plans and it's like you're in a whole other planet and the oxygen is gone and you're wondering what's going on you will not die in the mountain God says dirt is made for one thing and one thing only and that is to grow things 
You see, it doesn't matter if you're a poisonous plant or a good plant. That dirt is going to do what it has to do. And it's going to grow things. God saw a second chance for you. But he wanted you to see just how destructive you had come to yourself. He had to remove you from that situation. Sometimes, please hear me and don't you get me wrong. Sometimes divorce is a moving of a situation that is not good for you. Sometimes quitting that job. Is a situation that you've got to be moved from. You get the picture right now, right? Sometimes it's desperate measures. <laughs> God measures us by our faith. But anyway, let's go back to the mountain. And that seed, God breathed life into it. The snow came, the storm came, the rain came. It was on a shallow, shallow piece of soil. But nothing could move it. Nothing could destroy it because God says grow. He spoke to that thing and says grow When he said grow to your business It does not matter what anybody else says You will grow in that mountain And then others going to drive by on the highway And wonder how did that happen How did that tree come out at the side of the mountain Love that is you at the side of that mountain Fully grown And now it's springtime And you're blossoming And you're strutting yourself And you're letting the world know I am back I am back <laughs> Because when God says so Who can say no? Hmm? Take your gift that he has given you. Take your gift. Bless him every morning. Thank him for it. Don't forget he's your partner. Don't make a step without blessing him in the mornings and, and asking for directions. Ask him to order your step. It's your gift. Moving forward. So, yeah, so after being in the mountains and I end up in a city very, very bitter. We did not want to ever think of marriage again. And it's like the most horrible thing I could think. That burnt spaghetti was still stirring in my head and I, I don't want to, don't even talk about love. I mean, it's like when, when I was out in the world I, I, I was a runaway teenager and um, I was an exotic dancer and one of my one of my productions was called La Contessa Taboo The Countess Forbidden and in those days my breakfast was vodka and grapefruit juice I was so bitter because it wasn't too long after 
the man that kicked me down the steps and and it wasn't too long after God says yeah though I saw you in your blood I says live but he said that but I didn't know what was going on so I could not give my life to Jesus or anything like that he just told Satan you keep your hands off her I've got plans for her and he told me to live well from that living yep guess what I did with it I end up becoming a very powerful exotic dancer <clears throat> and and you see here in this country you've got the strip pole things and, and everything else but in Europe we we, we have productions and and mine was was the esclave and part of my production was to have massive massive candles burning because I would take hot wax and pour it over me and you know what the sad thing is I was so numb to life I was so numb to hatred I was so numb and just drunk I didn't even feel a hot wax on me and one night I felt it and I was so glad. And I ran back to the dressing room and and, and, and I was telling Ari, which was my um, producer of, of the shows, I said, Ari, I feel I feel the burn. And he says, Contest. I said, Come Contest, well, why are you so happy you feel like you burn? I said, Because Ari, I couldn't feel nothing. And now something's happening to me and I'm starting to feel again. He said, I, I have some sad news for you, Contest. I, 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 maybe it was best if you did stay a little bit numb because this bad news I've got for you. Um, a, a friend of ours, which she was, she, her act was with a snake and those big boa things and it, um, it strangled her on stage and, 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 and it killed her in another production in, in another club and, and um, and he told me this, and look, I was able to feel a little bit of that burn, but I wasn't totally able to feel too much. And and I just remember just looking at him, and I says, "Well, do you think it was a good idea that she used that snake anyway?" And and to him, you know, I I was being very cold, but I was a runaway teenager surviving, and. Let me share something with you. As a dancer, you see, there's so many layers to Lucifer's plan. As a dancer, I I, I was like an incubus or succubus in the flesh. I had the power to make men lustful while I was on the stage. Now, one thing about our production, you, you can't touch us. And there is no putting money and all this kind of stuff. None of that tacky stuff went on. It was it was a production like you was watching a show. But and then you you, you got the sound, you, you got the music, and and with mine it would say, "I know what you need. I know what you need. It's talking to the succubus. I know what you need. It's love. It's love. It's love. It's sex." And and you know these words are coming out. And, and all all over the club, you, you're hearing it while I am up there chained, literally chained. I've got pictures of this chained to this table, and there's and then you, you've got all the ice smoke, you know, I am coming up. So if you can imagine, you've got the red hellish lights glowing around me. And it wasn't till after salvation that I realized the impact of that dance. That dance caused a lot of children being fed 
It caused a lot of men paying their mortgage. It caused so much bankruptcy. You see, they will, besides it being in that club, we was also champagne girls, magnum champagne. And they would have to pay some time a thousand dollars and up just to have a glass of champagne and sit with us. And that day they were just, just to be in our presence, just to be sitting next to us. They would pay it. And, and I, I never could understand that madness, but hell understood it because it wasn't even about me at that moment being in a sinful situation. That poor gentleman was targeted by Lucifer to destroy him and his household and every other ones that was in there. And I'd heard a lot of the girls would say, well, I, I didn't put a gun to the head and ask him to come in here. You know what I mean? Because some of the men would share their stories with them and some of us would be invited to go for brunch on their yachts. And, and it was it was quite a lifestyle. And while in the midst of that lifestyle, you don't realize how Satan is just taking over your whole being and how it affects the domino effects it has on other people. So you see, when somebody walks out of a marriage, there's always a domino effect when somebody walks out purposely on a business deal to go and, and be a snake behind their, their, their partner's back. There is a domino effect. When you go sleep with somebody else's husband or wife, there is a domino effect. Do you think? Don't, don't get so full of yourself it's not that that man was so attracted to you that that he he can't he can't resist you and you're thinking oh yeah i've, I've got this chap he don't want his wife I've, i've got this person's husband you know and he he, he doesn't want it you, you know what i'm trying to say they don't want the husbands or the wives no 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 let let me tell you uh, about this thing in hell you see what it is this was not about you being all of that and a cup of tea and a biscuit. No, it wasn't, my love. You weren't the target. No, it was that man or that woman and his household. He was the target. You were just a pawn to be used by the devil himself. That's all you are, a pawn. Just like I was a pawn on the stage, thinking I was all of that and a cup of tea and a biscuit and some scones. I thought I was it. Getting paid so much money a week. I thought I was it. You couldn't tell me nothing. But it was not about me. We were just pawns in the hell game. That's all you are. That's why there is no satisfaction in it. Have you realized? Have you not noticed? They have not left the husbands or wife yet for you, have they? And I promise you, my love, if they do, hey, don't expect that marriage to be blessed. Don't. Because guess what? Burnt spaghetti is coming with you because you're going to be with the familiar spirit because the same way he's going to think, the same way you cheated on your husband is the same way you're going to cheat on him. The same way you cheated on your wife is the same way you're going to cheat on her. There is always consequences to our suggestion in our minds. So, sorry. You know, when people say, oh, it's not about me. And then we say, oh, yes, it is about me. No, 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 no. 
this right now is about a greater plan and that is to destroy an innocent man or an innocent woman that is to make children right now to be raised with step parents that don't even like them but they like their mother or father and now your children are suffering because of you decide to pull your zip down or you decide to pull your knickers down and now all hell is rejoicing because you've just destroyed marriages And you think you were so empowered that, you know, I've literally heard men or women says, oh, they just can't get enough of me. No love hell is making a fool of you. Salome, the dancer that danced and asked for the head of John the Baptist. I felt empowered like her. I felt I could do anything on that stage. I felt I could target into somebody. You, you, you know this thing called sex trafficking? And I know some of you are wondering right now, how have we got to burn spaghetti to all this? Like I said, burn is burn. In all different ways, my love. Because guess what? You just, you know, somebody's burnt your marriage or you've burnt somebody's marriage. Somebody's just burnt your business or you've burnt somebody's business. So burn is burn. So these nuggets are just dropping everywhere. Oh, and by the way, did I tell you I suffer with ADD? So be patient with me. <laughs> but the anointing knows how to reel me back in. And, and I really do appreciate you. That does. Authentically me. That's all I can be. And here we are right now. Yeah, I know everybody's silent and everybody's in deep thought and everybody's like, you know, who does she think she is? Well, I think I'm nobody, love. I, I'm just nobody that knows somebody named Jesus. And I'm just a messenger. That's all I am. And there is a reason why he told me to get up off that couch and come into the stirring. Because I know I won't be liked. I already know that, but I've got many years of practice before I came to, 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 to this podcast. I've got many years. People don't even know me. They just hear my mouth open or they hear me accent or someone, and they just don't play no like me. And, and I don't even ask why anymore. And don't get me started about... No, I'll leave the church alone for now. Mm, we'll be back. But... I've had a conversation with God and, and, and I says to him once, well, what is it? When, when, why are all these people disliking me? I don't even know them. I've done nothing to them. I, I don't even belong. I've just arrived in the city. And the Lord says to me one day, I've purposely planned it so because when I send you to them, they cannot say you was familiar with their situation. When I send you to tell them about their wrongs, they cannot say you knew them. You see, so I have to keep you separated. And many times it's been a painful thing. I've literally walked in churches and I can feel the incubus and dripping of pastors and preachers and, and members. I can feel their spirit. I can feel the lust, my God. If you want to go fishing for Sinkopus and Sinkopus, there's more in the church than there is anywhere else. Oh, I did sadly leave that alone, didn't I? You see, right quickly, before I stop this one, and, and, and 
and there'll, there'll be another, but I think it might be another topic. You, you've heard what's massive now, sex trafficking, massive. Well, what do you think was happening to the teenagers, us, that, that, that run away? You see, before I found the stage, I, I was a runaway. I, I was hungry. I, I had no food or nothing, and I could not get love in where I needed love. And so I kind of rented myself out to the prostitutes. And when they were doing their deed with the punters, with, with the men, I would sneak in through the window and rob them of their money. And we would split the money. I was called a roller. We'll stop it then, pick it up next time.